Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Inferno Cast, where you can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. I, of course, am Inferno Fox, and joining me here is our wonderful cast and crew to talk about a really fun topic, and that is, of course, the impact of Mario Kart and how it helped to inspire a, a whole additional series of racers. But before we get into that, let me go ahead and introduce my wonderful crew here. We have, of course, the wonderful Storm Rose Sky of Twitch and YouTube channels, Storm Rose Sky. Storm, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. And I'm waving, but you can't see it. So there you go. <laughs> and you just released a new video this past week on your YouTube channel, right? Yes, I did. And it, it was the top 10 my top 10 like forgotten movies of the 80s i realized i could do another 10 because there are some gems out there that just you know time seemingly has forgotten I'm not saying that they're totally forgotten but you don't hear much talk about them so there you go sequel yes sequel <laughs> video <laughs> yes Ex absolutely you you definitely should do that because the, the, these videos in case you guys haven't checked them out uh, uh not only our, our crew here but our, our all the friends and everybody listening uh on her youtube channel of storm Rose sky they're a lot of fun uh, uh, nice dips into nostalgia i definitely recommend checking them out uh up up next we have simbu Darkfang. he is our resident level five grandpa and a main actor for basement of the dead again that's basement of the dead located in chicagoland specifically aurora illinois simbu thank you so much for joining us hey it's uh great to be here and uh you know happy new year oh wait sorry a little <laughs> early just a little bit just a little <laughs> bit <laughs> But that's all right. Your heart's in the right place, and it's the end of the end of the quarter. So happy new quarter, I guess. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Jason the Thirteenth of the YouTube channel. Jason the Thirteenth. Jason, thank you so much for joining us. Not a problem. Always happy to be here, <laughs> and definitely happy to have you. And last and and especially not least, we have Astromedes. He is a developer and co-owner of Second Place Games. Astromedes, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Glad to have a place to put some of this useless knowledge in my head uh, to <laughs> use. Absolutely, and and we we can be your wonderful font of uselessness. Uh, that that that's why we're here. <laughs> you can help me be useless. Hey, hey I was what, say, what, did did he just call us useless? <laughs> oh, oh he, he called himself useless but we're encouraging him to be useless at least for the next hour and you our our wonderful listeners and watchers can can feel free to be useless but you're probably working or doing something else as you're listening to us so keep doing that keep keep working and and doing that you know don't feel like you have to be useless like uh me and astromedes here but never just pay attention whatever you do <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so before we get into the, the the deep dive into our topic, I just want to give you guys a pre-discussion topic, and that is, what are some of your best acquisitions for video games this year? And I'm going to lead this off with Jason the 13th, because he's going to hit me, I'm, I'm going to guess, with a Mega Man-related one. Yes, I uh, am. Because <laughs> I've heard the story a few times, but mm -hmm. I want to hear it one more time, or if he's got something else. Jason, you're, you heard you're, the story. <laughs> you were with me. 
<laughs> and, I, and I've heard it a number of times since. <laughs> yeah, my best pickup this year was Mega Man Wily Wars for the Sega. <laughs> yeah, and, and this is an awesome uh collector's item too it was it's one of those reprints i think not from limited run games because like well when these came out it actually like released within like a month or two so uh jason 13th got it at at, at the gaming gaming convention that um he myself jamie owls and runjin run went to and it's an amazing thing because the game never came out physically in north america and so this is an a re-release and and issuance and it actually is a genesis cartridge and oh yeah it's a it's an awesome phenomenal game uh, i reviewed it on the inferno fox gaming channel on part of my nintendo fanboy uh reviews sake genesis game so recommend checking that out so it th- that that definitely was an awesome acquisition uh how about you storm what's your best gaming acquisition of the year well I'm going to say getting the PlayStation 5. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that is my my acquisition of the year. So, you know, being able to play things on that platform. I love my Switch still. Um, but yeah, that's gonna be the biggie outside of that. Um yeah. But Moving we'll up from the uh, PlayStation table. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, it's a it- Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, so no, it it's just opened up, you know, a few more games and stuff to play. So, and mm-hmm. the graphical differences is fun yep. to watch and notice as well. So, yep, that's my big one, and probably be the biggest for the year, and probably next year too, because it's huge, huge. So mm-hmm. there you go. Excellent, Simbu. How about you? What's what's your biggest gaming acquisition? Well, um, I wouldn't know if I wouldn't consider it quite an acquisition because I didn't have to, you know, buy it or anything. But I this year I did find my copy, original copy, unfortunately without the 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 uh, box, but my original Lion King for the Sega Genesis. <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> That's cool. So it's game cartridge only, but. I did find it, and I also was able to pick up a copy of uh, Stick of Truth, sealed sealed copy of Stick of Truth for the PS3. Nice. Very cool. That's some good stuff. Uh, Astromedes, how about you? Probably have to be Darkest Dungeon 2 on Steam. Um, I uh, It's a game I was looking forward to for a long time, didn't really quite know what to expect, and I kind of put it down for a little bit and recently come back to it, and I like it just as much, if not more. So I feel like that's a good uh, a good sign that a game will stand the test of time. So I, I feel like there's many hours of suffering ahead of me playing Darkest Dungeon 2. <laughs> oh, nice. That's all. That's always fun. It, it, now, it, it, a, lot, a lot of those games, uh, was that a roguelike? Didn't we talk about that was a roguelike, right? Yeah, it's structured like a roguelike. The game itself plays probably most like a JRPG, really, with the way okay. that combat works. The game really is just combat, essentially. Nice. Yeah, it's the the structure of those rogue, roguelikes. It's, it's almost like complete infinite amount of uh, replay value with them. And sometimes you get some of the best um games from the the roguelikes and i i need i i only need to point to hades to 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 sort of point that out or even like dead cells yeah but there's, that, 
there's a lot of examples and it's it's done pretty <laughs> well here i mean like there there isn't a ton of uh procedural generation it doesn't need to do anything too crazy but just the kind of like different characters and the sort of randomness of which exact things you'll encounter on the map as they're randomly placed with sort of branching very slay the spire like kind Ooh. of choices through a branching map that's the random part and then the combats themselves are like basically jrpg combats with a pretty clever token and status effect heavy combat system nice that's pretty cool yeah for, uh for me my my biggest pickups go ahead and check out my video i have coming out this saturday on inferno fox gaming at 10 a.m okay enough plugging the video uh <laughs> one of my sneak peeks is that i finally have okay I'll, I'll give a hint uh, probably the, the fact that it's the best video game ever made and it's the U.S. version. That's the only hint that I'm going to give. You've got a copy of the original E.T. game? I said the best. <laughs> this is not Wednesday. This is We're not doing opposite day. Jeez, I bet I have that at my parents' house still, honestly. <laughs> I, I, you know, I wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't doubt it. But yeah, so the, again, I've got the best video game ever made. It is not Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, but I am fortunate I was able to pick it up recently and the US version, which is the rarest version of all, apparently, Ooh. which I've never owned it, the, the physical version of this. But moving on Ocarina, to the, not the best, that's heresy. Moving on to the, <laughs> yes. You're going to leave us in suspense? Yes, he is. He wants okay. to go watch his video. Yep. <laughs> You can catch that in Inferno Fox Gaming at 10 a.m. Central Time. <laughs> uh, but moving on to the main topic du jour, topic at hand again, uh, we're going to be discussing the overall impact that Mario Kart has had on the, the kind of like the racing genre and especially some of the the games that have been inspired from Mario Kart. A lot of times you, you you call them clones, and I guess I guess clones would apply, but. In a lot of ways, it's almost a disservice to some of these because there have been some of these clones that have managed to exceed whom and what they've inspired. And I personally don't think my my, my hot take on this is the fact that Mario Kart, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is probably the best version of Mario Kart that I've seen and I played and I've played all but the cell phone and the Wii version. And for people gasping at the fact that I didn't play the Wii version, well, there, there you go. Um, I have yet to play or hear of a, uh, cl like a, a clone game. I hate calling them clone games because, but whatever. Well, uh, of, the, of these games that have games of the kart racing genre. Yes. Uh, kart racing genre, because Mario Kart has, has literally defined it. I haven't run into any one of them that have exceeded Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, but good goodness, it has a, a couple of these have really, really touched that line. But kind of going going a little bit of a history lesson, of course, is that Mario Kart itself caught lightning in a bottle when it when it released in 1992 for the Super Nintendo. And obviously it's, it's seen a crazy amount of success. It is the number one seller on the Nintendo Switch currently with over, I think, 55 million copies of it sold. Again, just the Nintendo Switch version. We're not even counting when it released on the Wii U, which that was about 10 million, uh, which of course, a gentle, gentle reminder, the N Nintendo Switch is the number one console in the world right now uh, for the current gen. 
And I'd argue what makes Mario Kart so, so good is the fact that it has that simple formula of easy to pick up, hard to master. It's one reason the series and the games that it's inspired has seen such a high, high level of, of success and kind of uh, directing this question to, to storm to start out. Uh, Cause storm, you, you really take into a, a lot of love for Mario Kart, uh, especially Mario Kart eight deluxe. Would you say that, do you happen to agree that the easy to pick up, hard to master formula is what, like the big reason Mario Kart in general has been so successful or what other reasons do you think have helped to attribute to that success? You know, well, Mario Kart and my love for Mario Kart is the reason I got a switch in the first place. Hmm. So, um, yeah, I think that's, what you said is true it is easy to start you know pick up and just play you don't have to be expert or have played any racing games before but it is hard to master i still use the training wheels i'm air quoting the training wheels on mario kart which is the um, guidance stick because you know i tend to fall off things quickly but Hmm. so i'll take the little bit of help i don't care it gives me a handicap but i love playing the game I think because of the success of Mario Kart, other racers have tried to to grab onto it. And the only one that I can think of that comes close was the Diddy Kong Racing that was out on the um, Nintendo 64 forever ago. And I do, do like that game and have liked that game. Um, I played some other racers, you know, starting with the new F-Zero and that just came out i've only done training lap on that and i think one match online i didn't last very long at all so yes mario kart definitely having huge influence on these and especially those that have come out for the the more cartoony ones like nickelodeon has three or four of these now (laughs) and there are fruit a fruit racer i did it was an off-brand whatever through your magic power is throwing fruit at people. So, you know, the power-ups into the blue shells have been replaced with other kitschy little things. But, no, yeah. That's, yeah, d- d- definitely um, in agreement with you there. Um, Jason, kind of piggybacking on that, would you agree, agree with Robin? Anything else you feel has has made Mario Kart so <laughs> successful? I'm probably the one that has the least uh, experience with all the racing games because it's not one that I go, it's not my go-to. Um, my love for the Mario franchise is probably what got me into the Mario Kart for nerds. And I've played pretty much all of them myself. <laughs> I don't know. If I Hey, I even have the Wii version. <laughs> but I think the franchise is what pulled me in more than anything because... Like, there's a bunch of different ones with all the different franchises, and none of them have been my... Uh, there's a Mega Man one that I never got to play, though. That, But if that one, if I would have had got my hands on that when I was younger, I probably would have liked that one as much as the Mario Karts. <clears throat> yeah, and it's funny, too, because it's it, when you mention the actual, like, name or name brand and everything like that, I think they you run into a lot, a lot of the, these clones and everything where they can try and mirror the gameplay style of a kart racer like Mario Kart or Mario Kart itself. And it's a thing where 
they combine that with that notoriety like the Mario series and think think that they can see that sort of success. And a, a lot of these examples, and I'm just going to word vomit a, a whole bunch of these at, at, at y'all, both my crew here and y'all listening. You, of course, have Sega and the Sonic All-Stars racing series because there, there's been a number of them. Uh, Crash Bandicoot and his Crash Team Racing. This is this I'm pointing to is Jamie Owl's copy where this is the remaster or shoot at this point remake, uh, the remake mm-hmm. version of it. And it's I've heard it's actually really good. And as Storm had mentioned, you got Diddy Kong Racing. This is the DS version. Then you got stuff like Square Enix's Chocobo Racing series. As uh, I think we discussed a little bit before we started, or, or so Sony and the Sackboys, Little Big Planet Racing, mm-hmm. Konami's Crazy Racers, Mega Man Battle and Chase, Namco's Pac-Man, Pac-Man World Rally, Star Wars, Super Bombad Racing, Looney Tunes Space Race, Nickelodeon's Kart Racers, and the four of them that they had, DreamWorks Superstar Karts, Cartoon Network Speedway. And of course, Disney Speedstorm, which is a local favorite to Simbu over here. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I want to cu- kind of point to Simbu just to kind of get his uh, sort of point of view in regards to this, to, to this particular game, because this this topic is sort of inspired both by Storm, both by Storm and by Simbu because of Storm's love of Mario Kart and Simbu's. New, newly found love of Disney Speedstorm and Disney Speedstorm uh, going free to play recently. So, Simbo, what about Disney Speedstorm in particular do you enjoy the the most? Real, real quick, Joe, uh, Simbo, I have a bonus question for you. Have you played the Star Wars racing game? <laughs> no, I. The only Star Wars racing one I played was Star Wars Pod Racer. Ah, okay. <laughs> I was just curious. I on did that. not know the super bombad racing even existed. <laughs> um, and I highly doubt any any of our viewers probably even knew of its existence either. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, that might be a, a safe bet. It was probably a PC racer, if my uh, you know if my guess would be correct. Um, but Inferno Fox. Just to, uh, for pedantry's sake here, um, as of the time of the recording, uh, Disney Speedstorm is not free to play yet. It actually goes free to play this Thursday, September 28th, is when it goes free to play. So probably by the time people find this video, it's probably already free to play. But I just wanted to clarify for anybody who's jumping early on the let's listen to the podcast train. Um, Honestly, a lot of it is when it comes to the, the Speedstorm, it's the playing as the di- racing in as the Disney characters, racing in the Disney uh, environment, such as currently um, we're in the Lilo and Stitch Ohana season, uh, which comes to end when the game goes free to play, because then we will be transported. And Jason the 13th, I'm pretty sure you're going to want to start playing racing games because the next season is Aladdin. Ha! Huh. Uh, yep that could get me to play that game (laughs) um hey lilo and stitch is what got me to go ahead and pick up the founders put one of the found all three of the founders packs not to mention they were all i got good sale on all of them so you know um it's it's racing in the the disney environments it's you know you can tell that they they you know, it's not just, you know, oh, let's just 
hey, we're going to put you on a beach and look, there's, you know, the big red battleship off in the background. There's, you know, oh, there's, you know, um, Lilo and St- Lilo's house, you know, there's the blue punch buggy just randomly, you know, on a very barren kind of environment. Um, they're, they're very well crafted. The, you know, the tracks are very well made. You know, you, you it, it's in a sense, it's like a lot of the Mario Kart. Um, well, the newer Mario Karts, because let's be honest, the older original Mario Karts were kind of barren looking tracks. But, you know, that's, again, computing power and uh, graphical limitations. Um, but it, it's a lot of fun. You know, you, everyone has their own little special ability that they can do. And of course you have, you know, a small set of different power-ups that can be used. So just like in Mario Kart, I mean, it's not like, you know, some of these other play games where there's millions or, you know, millions upon millions or, you know, 20 or 30 different, you know, ability things. And you're like, Oh, I gotta, I really need to use this and I can't get this. So, but I, again, I, 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 just gonna state it again it's anybody who knows me you know i'm a disney geek you really do i'm a i'm a hard sucker for disney stuff i love disney stuff it's you know it goes back to being a kid and it takes you to that you know warm fuzzy good time feeling memories of being a kid as all of you know except for maybe after me i got engaged in disney to my wife so You know, that's, so it that's, sounds like that game to you is sort of similar uh, getting into Mario Kart for Jason the 13th, where it was kind of the characters almost that were the draw for you. Yeah, I, I would say that's very accurate. And again, I don't I don't play very many racing stuff, much the racing stuff either. And that's the wonderful thing about uh, some something like Disney Speedstorm, where it can take advantage of the dearth of the crazy amount of characters that disney properties that, that there just are i mean shoot for for me when you men- mentioned aladdin that's one of my favorite like classic cartoon mm-hmm. disney movies so that could be like enough to get me into that if it was lion king it'd be the same thing for jamie owls and um w- while we were d- talking um phil i mean jay jason had mentioned how <laughs> Uh, Super Bombad <laughs> Racing asked you that question. Uh, apparently, it was a PS2 game, <clears throat> and it was supposed to go on the PC, but they canceled a port because of poor sales. There's a reason why no one's really heard of it. <laughs> apparently, it only sold 160,000 units, and for 2003 or, or 2003, 2004 or something when it came out, yeah, that's that's. You, you, I, I could totally see why that didn't. Uh, really catch catch the the ride there. Two thousand one. Well, they, yeah, there you go. Uh, Ask I might actually you... have to make that a mission to find a physical copy of that game if it even exists, just to put in my collection. <laughs> there, there's one hundred sixty thousand out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Astromedes, you you had mentioned that you had played um, some of the these uh, clone type games before. Uh, which of them have you played again exactly? I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, oddly enough. The one <laughs> I think I put the most time into, and certainly most time in kind of recent memory, was Garfield Kart Furious Racing. Uh, my wife likes Mario Kart games, but doesn't play any like current games, basically. Uh, 
but likes Garfield. So this was a random on sale Steam game find I was sort of curious about. Um, it seems like, uh, I don't know, It's it. this one, I think clone is an apt title because <laughs> it very much feels like very lazy item substitutions where items look different. In the case of the UFO, literally don't even look different. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, it's it's a it meets kind of the minimum requirements. I found after playing it for kind of a while, there were like some rough around the edges, like little sort of minor, but sort of frustrating bugs I found with it. It's the, it's like, it's very middle of the road. It's like moderately well done. Like it looks a bit better than maybe you'd expect a little bit, but yeah. So that was probably the time I've put them, the one I've put the most time in. Um, I, many years ago, uh, I played Wacky Wheels, uh, Shareware, DOS PC. Uh, this was, I guess the game came out in 94. Um, I'm sure I was playing it probably, um, eh, probably would have been maybe around that time, a couple of years after. Uh, but yeah, this was, uh, this was an Apogee game. Um, and it, uh, it, so it. Uh, the original Mario Kart, as you mentioned, Inferno Fox was 92. And I guess the story with this Wacky Wheels game in terms of the development is there was a developer who was working for, I don't remember the name of the company. There's a company that released a bunch of games with a scunny mascot. So there's the name. It was a squirrel character. From what I saw of the games, they look pretty low quality. It looks like, you know, old school DOS shovelware games, but uh, he was working for this company. He was kind of inspired by Mario Carter, at least thought I'd be curious if I can do that and basically wrote an engine very similar to like a Mario Kart kart racing kind of like game engine. He This was on his own. He privately did this. And then he later went to Apogee and using his engine uh, started development of this Wacky Wheels game. They were surprised when a game called Scunny Racing hit the market that by all accounts is a pretty bad kart racer. It came from his old company he had worked for, and he realized he had left a copy of the source code of his in-development kart racer engine at the last company. And after bad negotiations with them about releasing a kart racer game before he left, they turned around, used his source code to uh, release, apparently by all accounts, a pretty bad uh, racer named Scunny Racing. And the, it cannot be a worse name for a man mascot character <laughs> but uh yeah so wacky wheels i played on pc many many years ago um and then the other one would be so kind of um out of curiosity oh yeah i played a little bit of sonic and all-stars racing transformed um which is uh, regarded at least according to random internet research i'd done at the time years ago a few years ago at least when i bought this uh is regarded pretty well as a uh like pc racing clone for some reason it just doesn't grab me i find the handling to just not feel very exciting on those games um so i played that one a little bit and then the last one I played sort of just very recently just to uh, check out what else was out there. I think this one came out in 2022 called Cart Riders Drift for Steam. It's a free-to-play game. The handling and visuals are like surprisingly good, I actually thought. Handling felt really good. Visuals actually look kind of much better than expected um, for a you know Mario Kart clone. I, 
I, I didn't spend a ton of time with this game, so I can't really comment overall on the field. Those are my kind of initial impressions, but I will mention another initial impression was that the menu system and whole user experience UX design was very bad. I found it very confusing to yes. get through every menu. Uh, yeah, that that game is... <laughs> they, that very very mixed bag, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but if you want to talk, like, uh, honest to God, best you know, case of a clone for Mario yes. Kart, you're talking Kart Rider Drift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, those are those are really good, good, uh, good entries that you mentioned there, Bill. And I really didn't know about the, <laughs> the wacky wheels myself. It was just something that was like, uh, it, it's funny because I like all those DOS-based games. You would have thought I would have played them. Hell, I played uh, the DOS version of Mega Man X because, <laughs> you know, why not? <laughs> But uh, I think for me, like, I, I, I honestly haven't had a lot of time with with the clone games uh, just because of like I, I've just been so like attached to the Mario Kart series. But I've done um, I spent way, 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 way too much time with Diddy Kong ra- racing on the Nintendo 64. It, it, it was a problem. Um, <laughs> I did try the Square Enix chocobo racing that had released uh like a year or two ago on the switch and it's it takes the worst of the gems and gotcha mechanics from the final fantasy record keeper that i met that i was talking about last week uh but it kind of throws out all the funness to to that um and it's kind of as it went on kind of got rid of the if i remember right the gotcha but added more in like bat like that battle battle pass sort of thing where like you, you spend 10 bucks, then you can get cloud to be a, a racer, but you have to play like a hundred races or something. And it's like, I, I, I spent 10 bucks on, on the darn battle pass. You know, I, I don't feel like I should have to do a hundred of these races just, just to do it. And you can't even buy the gems to be able to get the things. So like, I, I'm a very ba- big and bad final fantasy fan. So you, you can tell I'm a little triggered there. Um, really beyond that it's sad to say i I didn't even play the the mega man racer and i'm kind of ashamed of myself for that i I know right (laughs) we have to take points away from all of you you and jason the 13th for never playing that there's there's a lot of games that i did not know about when i was young that i know now and i'm going i wish i knew about them when i was young (laughs) yep dude and uh, like Mega Man, especially because like uh, the there was a Game Gear version of Mega Man that combines Mega Man's four and five. There's a, a DOS version of Mega Man, uh, Mega Man one and three. There literally is no two. I did play both of those because again, it's DOS and it's Mega Man, and I'm and I'm an idiot. Um, but yeah, it, it's funny how there's so many games. Oh, and I think I, uh, Jason the Thirteenth. I mentioned how. There's a sequel to Rockman and Forte for the Wonder Swan that kind of almost looks like a port of that game, except <laughs> it's black and white and it's hot garbage. Interesting. So um, kind of moving back to the, the main topic at, at hand, as uh, mentioned, <laughs> uh, as I mentioned, Disney Storm move, moved to the free to play model and Simbu had corrected me and said that that is on this Thursday. So again, this Thursday on the 28th, if you're interested in checking that out, definitely recommend g- giving that a download because it has the Simbu seal of approval patent <laughs> pending. And while others, <laughs> other sort of kart racers have done the same, uh, 
including Mario Kart Tour for mobile devices. Um, and we we touched upon this with our like last episode re- regarding microtransactions. So in 500 words or less, Astromedes, and I'm counting, I'm counting, I'm going to have the little counter. Uh, you're not going to see it here, but you're going to have the counter on the finished video. What are yeah. some of the benefits of this whole model of like this, the the free to play for these kart racers? Uh, like, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, the benefit of the model to the developers, it's potentially a more long-term, sustainable, uh, consistent source of income than one-time game purchases. Uh, It is either a benefit or detriment to the players, depending on how exactly it's implemented. Um, And that's basically what it boils down to, because it's totally (laughs) game by game, depending (laughs) on the implementation Anything free to play or microtransaction is automatically suspect. Yeah, I, I I'm definitely in the the same boat there. Uh, Storm, have you tried the Mario Kart Tour for mobile devices? No, I have not. Because so, my uh, my experience with games that were generally made for the console and then tried on mobile, I did not like and. My one that I tried was Fortnite. I just don't like the yeah. the touchscreen for that. So racing for me already, I need the um wheel, the training wheels on. So going mobile, I was like, yeah, I'm going to pass. So no, I have not tried it. Yeah, I, I, I need to try it because it, it probably has. It, funny enough, it has the, the highest amount of courses and selectable characters out of any Mario Kart um, even counting Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and even with all of the new DLC and characters that, oh. that they're adding. But wow. with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, you actually have a freaking controller in your hand. And there, there, to me, there's nothing that nothing that beats the tactile sensation of a of, of an actual like controller. Right. Um, <clears throat> no, t- touch screen is just a fundamentally challenging uh, for complex input platform like it's people rely on it way too much and i still don't think there's been enough good kind of like ui standardization or thought around a lot of that stuff you know i released a mobile game myself i tried to do something a little bit different with the input and it's like i feel like it's kind of mixed results i personally feel it's like a good solution but it's probably a bit hard to explain and uh if you don't already understand it maybe it doesn't come across super well so that has its own challenges too and again the problem is i i don't feel you know like buttons on the screen i feel like are fundamentally bad because without uh technology that probably will be coming in the future where you have screens that deform and create a tactile sensation if you can't feel where the button is i feel like it's bad to have a button press anything other than like a single click kind of no not actiony situation i feel like you have to try to come with something a little more clever like like I prefer, you know, tap in this region of the screen approaches and that sort of thing, like drag and I'll, the phone will figure out your direction from your drag because that's a reduced down, like very solvable problem for the phone and very manageable for a user. So yes, I have many thoughts on input and mobile input in particular. <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 some of the earliest games like Fruit Ninja have taken advantage of the, you know, click and drag. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a simple thing, but it, it's a winning formula. And it's something that as we as advanced, more advanced games come out, come out for the phones, like uh, Simbu and I were talking a little bit before the start of the cast about like Resident Evil 4 Remake. 
uh, coming up for the iPhone 15. Yeah, I mean, it, the idea of it looks and sounds cool, but it, it's not playing to the strengths of the device. It's the device trying to become something that, like imitating something that it, it's, it, it isn't, like it isn't it's not meant to be a console a console is a console that's that's what it is it's not to say that mobile games can't be good and can't be fun and, and everything like that it's just like i i really miss the ingenuity that kind of came with those older games um, well and then big uh big question is with amazon uh recently releasing their amazon luna you know controller that connects to your tv and you play straight from your your tv could apple be on the brink of announcing its own controller. And it's funny because technically Apple's already done that. They, they, they've already had uh, the, the TV version of that for obviously Apple TV and then the Apple Arcade, which released like three to four, three, yeah, three to four years ago. And you you can just plug it in and, and use, it's an app with the Apple TV. You can use a Bluetooth controller and, you know, Bob's your uncle, as the Brits say. You've got a, a playable controller. Uh, more importantly, not more importantly, poor phrasing, I'm sorry. Uh, I feel like Amazon sort of go, leaning into that is interesting, but Microsoft, it, in a lot of the leaked plans within the last week have shown they have plans for that to where you just need the controller. The, the idea of having the console itself is, is no longer going to be something that's going to be required and it's you're not going to have that predicated to, to to have that need you just have the controller maybe you connect to a smart tv and a really strong uh internet connection which of course everybody has here in the united states you know nobody has any issues with connectivity so okay <laughs> yeah inferno uh, fox with his cheap internet <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Bob. <laughs> Dang it, Jeff. You, you broke him. <laughs> oh. so, God, uh, Julian. <laughs> uh, I can hear Samantha. <laughs> kind of jumping jumping back to the, the microtransaction sort of discussion with these cart racers. Uh, Astromedes, you sort of mentioned this, uh, like, where it, it, my general question is going to be, is there going to be a worry that we could see future kart racers move to this model? Uh, is it so much where, so so Disney Speedstorm is moving to it this Thursday. Do you guys, Jason, actually, I'm going to pick on you. Jason, do you see Nintendo, because they've Nintendo's got the mobile game. Disney Speedstorm is a mobile and console game and it's moved to free to play. Do you see Nintendo doing a free-to-play mario kart i think if it gets big and popular enough i could see them doing it but i don't know if they will i think they'll just keep going with their mario kart it's been this popular already when the new system comes out we might actually see a mario kart 9 <laughs> hopefully uh not another mario kart 8 with just more downloads <laughs> <laughs> Mario Kart 8 plus plus. Yep, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's funny. A, a fun little FYI. Uh, Storm, you probably already know this, but um, so Mario Kart wise, you have Mario Kart 9 for the, the mobile phones. You got the Mario Kart home tour, uh, which we're going to talk about um, in next week's podcast. But 
Uh, there's also two additional Mario Kart games for the arcades. I think it's Mario Kart GP Circuit 1 and 2. Um, I saw them for the first... I've heard of them, but I saw them for the first time at the... Uh, I think it's called the the Ghost Arcade in Chicagoland, like Peanuts Ghost Arcade or something. Mm-hmm. And it, it's an awesome arcade place because it has like, you pay 20 bucks or like 20 or 30 bucks for an entrance fee. And then you go there and you play over like 200. Galloping Ghosts. You're Thank you. Galloping, I think ghosts. It's galloping yeah. ghosts. So and isn't that in Brookfield? I yes. think it is in Brookfield. Yep. Yeah. So you, you pay like 20 or 30 bucks. Um, and again, this is in the Chicagoland area. Um, and you can just play arcade games. It's free to play as soon as you, you get there. And like from and as early, I've seen, I think I've seen Space Invaders from the late 70s. Um, and then you get a whole bunch of 80s and 90s arcade consoles. And then some, I didn't see a lot of new ones, but there aren't a lot of new ones. But that's where I saw the both the Mario Kart racers as well as the uh, arcade version of uh, F-Zero GX, which is F-Zero AX. So a little fun fact, those arcade ones were were developed by Namco and published by Nintendo. So Pac-Man is one of the racers in both of those uh, arcade games. And Doesn't Pac-Man have its own racing game too? He does. Namco's <laughs> Pac-Man World Rally. And Nintendo was so impressed, they gave the keys to the the arcade cart racer to Namco to develop that. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't know what their logic was. I'm just guessing. Now, now Storm, have you played the Pac-Man racer? <laughs> no. And I just saw that was on there. <laughs> Out there. I, I looked a list for today and yeah, no, I've not played it. And I feel, sh- I feel shame. <laughs> <laughs> you know there is one thing i find interesting looking at this list here is that there have been 31 technically 32 with disney speedstorm because it's not on the list but there has been 32 mario kart style racing games that have come out since eight deluxe released in 2017 oh dang <laughs> that's fair that's, yeah. that's in, of course, in, like three of them are Mario actual Mario Kart titles, but <laughs> it, it counts. It it absolutely counts, and that's it, it's funny how like so many of them kind of get drowned out or washed out by some of the more the big big name ones, like I, I'd mentioned at the beginning of the of of the cast here. But like that that's interesting. So so that, that begs beg. Oh, did you have something else to read? I'm so sorry. Uh, I was just going to mention, you know, when you asked the question or, you know, do you think it's likely that Mario Kart will go, you know, free to play and microtransaction based? I don't think that would ever happen, but only because they could have their cake and eat it too. being Nintendo and selling console games. And again, being Nintendo, they can already make people pay basically whatever they want to make them pay for the next Mario Kart game and they'll (laughs) gladly buy it. And Nintendo feels like it. They could provide things they probably would be cosmetic if they were smart and i'm sure they would be smart you'd hope about what they provided they could probably also provide cosmetics that people gladly pay money for too i mean it makes more sense as uh as kind of a challenger in the genre to come in with a free-to-play because it's obviously way easier to pull off your new players to play your game for the first time if the only investment is you know the download and running it rather than no money uh, versus kind of the reigning champion Nintendo can keep charging what they want. And I feel like as long as the quality doesn't drop, they really don't have anything to worry about. And especially because as we've kind of like highlighted here, and as you do see 
all the clones even attempt to do they know this like these are character based games so like the appeal will always be better for one of these games that has probably you know stronger characters or at least it's fair to say the appeal will be wider than the pure appeal of only kart racer interested people two responses on that number one uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet has proven that Nintendo does does not have to worry about quality to sell games. And, <laughs> so, sorry, Jason. Oh uh, no, no, no! I, hashtag I sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, another thing is, you're you're absolutely right about the Nintendo can charge because uh, I'm the idiot that would pay seventy dollars for the newest Zelda game, which thankfully the quality for the Zelda games has not. L- let up or lessened at, at, at all i i, I uh, the worst zelda game i've ever played probably would be phantom hourglass and and one of the the uh and, and that's one game that i would be happy to to say that i would own because I, i've never owned that before uh just because like even if even with it being one of the worst zelda games it's probably like a seven out of ten and that that's what you get generally generally with with Nintendo and how Nintendo can set the the price on on stuff but um, um kind of- I did want to hold on I did want to speak to the whole microtransactions in speed uh, in regards to speedstorm um the nice thing so far that I have seen is that there's only two characters a season that you actually have to, to- quote unquote pay for um, and that's via the battle pass system, um, which is not bad at all. Uh, every other racer so far that I have seen join the game since starting has been a special event like thing that you have to do. So not something you have to pay, pay to more win. into. Yeah, right. Um, and a- as far as the, the, the season goes, I, it, it, I have yet I haven't not yet bought a season because I have the season pass tokens from the founders packs, but it seems like the race, all the races can be unlocked. Um, and of course, like I missed season one, which was monsters Inc. Um, but all I can still unlock all those racers. It's just a lot harder because I have to use their season tokens for their universal, uh, box toy box pack. And then it just randomly generates from all the content available um, that is from the uh, most current, most recent season and before, obviously not the current season, but so it is literally free to play. And it's one of those games where, yeah, they have the cosmetic stuff, but it's kind of in a sense, one of those things where you pick your favorite core set of racers and those are the like your favorite ones. And that's the ones you want to buy the cosmetic stuff for, you know, you don't really, I don't really feel the need to buy the cosmetic stuff for Gantu or Jumba or Lilo, but of course, or Angel, but I have all the stuff for Stitch. <laughs> yeah, and it's not in a way. It's nice where the battle passes make make the microtransactions more elective and everything like that. But again, we as we kind of discussed last week, it's up to the player to decide if they want to to move move into that or move towards that that like those kind of decisions. Uh, which is kind of speaking to the the whole clone thing. We I mentioned a whole bunch of the the games that uh, have been cloned or been made clone. I want to kind of open the floor to see what you guys would what what franchise, and it doesn't even have to be like a video game because as I mentioned, there's you know Nickelodeon's Cartoon Network, DreamWorks, Kart Racers, 
uh, let's get fun. And if, and if need be, let's, let's get silly. What franchise would you like to see a cart racer for? Do you want matrix? Do you want Lord of the Rings? Do you want a clockwork orange storm Saturday morning cartoons? Oh, ha, they basically have that already. I mean, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> storm. What, what, what franchise would you like to see in a cart racer? You know, the Avengers would be fun. And I'm trying to think, is there any, before I say that, is there any Avengers racers out there already? I'm not sure, but one based on no. the Avengers would be fun or, um, shoot. Yeah. I'm no, also I almost surprised oh, that doesn't tiny exist tunes. already. Like Tiny Toons or uh, Animaniacs, you know, all those Warner type characters, if they would. They'll seem like they'd lend themselves uh, very well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I'm surprised there isn't a racer out there already for the Avengers, but Me them too. or, you know, <laughs> Garbage Pail Kids. That, <laughs> that would be a That's fun a fun one. one. That would be great. That would be fun. I was yeah. expecting you to go with like just a horror movie genre, <laughs> like you could race as Freddy and Jason and Michael Myers and all of them. <laughs> that would be fun too, mm-hmm. you know. But and, and they yeah. could do like a whole cute aesthetic with that. That'd be fun. <laughs> could you imagine? Yeah, Freddy the Krueger, me Hello Kitty. Here we go. <laughs> Critters, oh, Freddy. <laughs> Critters, yep. Critters. Tremors too. Yes. Oh my Tremors. god, I love Tremors. Anyway, yeah, oh, that's too funny. Those are good. I, I like that. It is funny where uh, Warner Brothers hasn't done anything like that to my knowledge beyond that Looney Tunes space race thing. Because it's if Warner Brothers did the um, multiverses, oh. like you would think, you would think that that they'd have a cart racer, right? Uh, two uh, actually, um. Looney Tunes does have an actual cart, uh, car, couple cart racers. They have yeah, uh, Looney, Looney Tunes. Tunes racing for uh, released in two thousand, and then but they never uh, branched off to for the TV other stuff. Yeah, that, that's what we're saying because I, I mentioned Looney Tunes Space Race and uh, others. It would be cool if they like because like you could have Looney Tunes in there, but then because it's Warner Brothers, you have to have LeBron James. I mean, you cannot have a <laughs> Warner Brothers game without featuring LeBron James. So make sure you have LeBron James. <laughs> In your kart racer, and along with LeBron James, you can have other Warner Brothers characters with LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Uh, there will be a counter in the uh, actual video of how many times he just said that. Exactly. So, LeBron <laughs> James, for, for every time I've said LeBron James and everybody else has said, you know, you have to take a shot of, of Jack. Um, you're after trying to kill your audience. Wow. <laughs> that escalated so quickly. So quickly. It's, it's like watching a, a, a de- 60. It's like watching one of those political debates. And when somebody says, look, if somebody says, look, in a political debate, you got to take a shot. <laughs> you're going to be drunk by the end of it, even if it's a one hour debate. Jason, Jason, the 13th. What would what franchise would you like to see a cart racer for and from? LeBron James. <laughs> I'm gonna freaking spit my water here, Storm. I'd love to see a new new Mega Man one. That would be fun. Updated with all the characters, and then, unless I'm wrong, like Storm, I'm surprised Pokemon hasn't gotten their own racer yet. Yeah, that, where you could be all the surprising. different Pokemon driving carts and stuff. That would do so well, too, I think. Yeah, I would assume so. Ooh, you know what? There's a Pokemon Dash. 
Yeah, they have, it's not a race, not a cart racer though. Yeah, they're, they, aren't they just running around? Yeah, they, uh, Pokemon Dash is uh, from what I've heard from everyone online and stuff is one of the worst Pokemon games ever. <laughs> and there's Pokemon you know Team Turbo. I don't them, know that one the, offhand. You customize your own racer as your own as your train. You're the trainer. Your racer is a trainer, and you just throw Pokemon at each other. <laughs> now that would go. be. <laughs> <laughs> now that would be a fun Pokemon cart racer. Just random <laughs> Pokeballs flying and just Gollum <laughs> slamming down on somebody. Astromedius, how about how oh, about you? Real quick, real oh. quick. I, we we got the all the the other one yes, that I would love to see. Transformers. <laughs> you don't even need to have a character. You just pick your transformer, and they drive as the car that they are. <laughs> you can pick items to racer. turn them back into the transformers so they can like wield their weapon and knock them off or something yeah, that yeah it could work. be a racing See? game where you have uh-huh. oddly inserted platforming so sections those, those uh, where you're my, the big like, awkward my three picks yep <laughs> so, so i think actually before i call on astromedes for his i'm on to do an indie cart racer where where by indie i mean like indie movies so you have boyhood you got the boy <laughs> from boyhood where he, every race he grows up a little bit uh, then you got <laughs> Juno, where you have uh, Ellen Page's character get you know more and more pregnant as the race goes along. She crosses the track and has the baby, and then you have uh, <laughs> what's what's the the one with uh, the the J Jonah Jameson character? Oh no, l- l- let me not that one. Uh, McLovin. Maybe, what was it? McL- McLillan? McLovin. Super bad. No, no. Super bad. bad. <laughs> I, I'm more like 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 indie indie movies. So like a uh, Ladybird would be one. So Ladybird, uh, like every race, like she argues with her uh her mother who doesn't who loves her but doesn't like her. I think that would be a really fun uh, and unique uh, take on the cart racer. Astromedes, Astromedes. <laughs> Following that, what do you want to see with the cart racer? Uh, twisted metal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the there aren't uh, the the other one like we talked about a horror movies and oddly enough, I think you did make a really fun puppet master car racer. That could be fun. Now that would be great because each of the puppets have their own stupid little abilities you could <laughs> yeah. uh, attack on to uh, puppet master car. versus gremlin racing. Yeah, I was trying to my wreck yes. my brain for another franchise. Uh, but yeah, I thought the Twisted Metal one seemed really funny. And it's like, I thought of it as a joke. And then it's like, I could almost see it no, happening I, at the same time. I could time. see that happening. <laughs> and you, you lose points and you slow down if you attack somebody. It discourages you from attacking people. Oh, that's right? not a twist of metal at all. <laughs> well, that, wouldn't be, that wouldn't be the twist of metal implementation. I mean... <laughs> It's so funny because Twisted Metal, I always think of like the Battle Royale version of mm-hmm. like Mario Kart. So you're putting them in, yes. in the racing thing. It's just like, okay, it's, uh, you want to discourage that because you need to finish the race. You could, I mean, you could do it in a way where it's like, oh, in the Twisted Metal Kart Racer, like you can actually kill the other cars and everyone's worried about their health bar. And then there you go. Now it feels like Twisted Metal, zero. but it's still a race. You could still outrun everyone and say, too bad. I don't have to worry about that. So right. it's kind of like so that was more of a items. question of, yeah, or it's a question of even if you're in the middle of the pack, do you take that attack power up or do you take the defense power up? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be done. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> so we need to get you the puppet master license so you can make your own <laughs> a- attacking cart cart racer thing 
I would probably be more passionate about the puppet master version were I to have to choose (laughs) to make one of those. Oh, Simbu, how about you? What would you like to to see franchise be a cart racer? I mean, God, (laughs) I I mean, we can go with Ubisoft titles. We can go with Marvel in general. I, honestly, I would not want to see an actual uh, good Star Wars kart racer. I, I, I don't. I, I just, I don't want. It would be like a Lord of the Rings kart racer. Why? Oh God, that'd be. Hilarious. I was going to jokingly say Lord of the Rings uh, was one of my it, it, first it, thoughts. Yeah. Too. It would but be yeah, like a Lord of the Rings kart racer. It's anachronistic. What's... You shouldn't throw characters in there where it's like. The cars don't make any sense because they're realistic characters. If the characters are out there, cartoons, you can basically do whatever you want. But mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I know we have the South Park rally, but I want to see South Park come back with a phenomenal new current gen racer. I think that would be awesome. It, it could do it. Uh it could do it too because I know they're working on uh, South Park Snow Day, which I think is, I can't remember if that's a one-player game or a battle royale game, but it's it's a whole new South Park. It's not an RPG. Um, I actually think they're work they are working on Snow Day and a new RPG at the same time, mm-hmm. if I'm re- remembering right. Yeah, it's so the, these games are they're they're you run into some that that are great, and you run into the, some that are. Not so great. And then you run into Lord of the Rings cart uh, racing, which apparently I was I was just quick quickly googling. There, there some guy actually made a demo of it. It lo- looks like Lord of the Rings uh, Lego that was turned into carts. It's wow! It, it, it's, it's awful and it's hilarious. Another weird idea: procedurally generated cart racer with spelunky characters. <laughs> Interesting. You no, know, uh, in Inferno Fox. Real quick, uh, South Park Snow Day um, is coming next year, and it's going to be a four-player co-op uh, co-op game. So you can says grab up to three friends and play. Cool. What what genre does, does it say? So I'm trying to remember uh, if that was a. It doesn't. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's going to be a. It's not. It doesn't look like a BR day or like a BR game. Uh, it says it's 3D action. So I mean, th- that's that's pretty cool. Like you, you just you play, you, Stan, Kenny, Kyle, and Cartman. You, you know, jumping in, playing, playing whatever the the story is. Hopefully, it, it has a story enough to where it keeps the high quality that Stick of Truth and uh, the Butthole game had. But. <laughs> So, yeah, kind of kind of wrapping it up here with the 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 cart racer st- stuff. So we're we're in agreement. We we want the puppeteer to be a cart racer. Astromedes puppet is master. Puppet master, <laughs> puppeteer, puppet master. Uh, we're gonna get Astromedes the the license. So uh, my wonderful viewers and listeners at home or at work working hard, if you can help get us the rights. We, we got a developer. We, we got I, think, I mean, full moon. They can't be doing that much these days. So I'm willing to offer up to fifty dollars for perpetual use of the Puppet Master license. Exactly. I mean, it, it, that is a steal, and that's before tax. Fifty dollars before tax. After tax. So if you're listening, full moon. Yes. <laughs> so, 
you um, know, just, before oh, sorry, before we go off and stuff, I forgot to mention Simpsons Hit and Run. I absolutely loved that game, but I don't think it's a traditional racer. Say, is that a kart racer? It, nope. It, nope. It, it is, it, it's more like, of a GTA clone kind yeah, of. Yeah, GTA uh, slash uh, not uh, cra- Crazy Taxi. It's like GTA Crazy Taxi mix. Yeah. Okay. So never, I love that stupid game, but yeah. I, I'd argue I that's one of the best Simpsons games made. Yes. I would agree. So There's a reason I got the PlayStation 2. <laughs> yeah, we we ended up picking that up on the GameCube, I think. So, yeah, definitely a decent decent game overall and one of the best Simpsons. So what I uh, just want to take the time to thank the wonderful cast and crew here for for joining us on our uh Mario Kart clone discussion. Uh of course, starting off with Stormrose Sky. You of course can find her at Stormrose Sky's uh almost a Twitter. Oh gosh. Um no. <laughs> Twitch. Twitch and YouTube, Twitch and YouTube, Storm Rose Sky. Thank you for storm for joining us storm. <laughs> for storming us. Yeah, for storming you're us, join. It's for storming I'm glad us, John. To be here, Bob. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. And next up, of course, Simbu Darkfing. He is our resident main actor from the Basement of the Dead, located in Chicagoland area of Aurora, Illinois, and he is our number one. Level five grandpa, Simbu. Thank you so much for joining us. I think at this point I might be the only level five grandpa, but you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. I'm always glad to be here and ramble. Uh next up, of course, we have Phil. I mean Jason the 13th. He has his YouTube channel of Jason the 13th. Thank you so much for joining us, Jason. No problem. And I know I'm gonna be late to the game, but I finally get to sit down and record some of the DLC. So hopefully that'll be posted real soon. <laughs> Ah, excellent. Yeah, because you can always catch Jason the Thirteenth's footage for <clears throat> Pokemon Scarlet, Scarlet and Violet on his gameplay channel. I mm-hmm. definitely recommend subscribing and checking that out. And... Coming January twenty twenty four. No, <laughs> <laughs> I think the, I, I think the next thing probably is feels that way right now. And la- last but certainly not least, we have Astromedes, uh, the one of the developers and co-owners for Second Place Games. Astromedes, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. It was interesting chat uh, down <laughs> uh, not often explored, I feel like, avenue of uh, games here today. Mm-hmm. And we, we've definitely managed to have nice tangents off topic, on topic, off topic. And that's that's what you're going to get here with the Inferno cast, especially with Bob, your host. And Bob here is just Who's not anybody's uncle. Bob, Bob's not your uncle, but Bob wants to thank you again for for joining us, and uh, ho- hope you all have a great day.